0: I'm AJ Bianco, host of Reflect Ed, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com.
1: Hey everybody, good evening and welcome to another episode of My EdTech Live. Thank you so much for joining us. And as you notice, I mean, we have just some amazing, amazing people here this at, or this evening. And I'm just so excited to make this happen. This is just really exciting uh, for me because uh, these are just wonderful people. It's the AR, VR and EDU chat. And I know we don't have everybody here. But we've definitely got a lot of the people that participate in those chats. And I'm just excited to see you guys live and talk about all things A R V R. So thank you so much for joining us. Oh my goodness, this is so exciting. How's everybody doing this evening? Fantastic. Great. Great. Come on, guys. Exactly, on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no
2: head bothered. Awesome.
1: And I think Jamie, we lost Jamie right now. So Jamie I should be drive. on. Right now, Shirley. Yeah, yeah. You kicked her. Hey, Dr. Harv's is there watching us live. So thank you so much for joining us. And before we get started in our conversation, you know, talking about just all things ARVR, we'll definitely go around and uh, ask you guys to introduce each other. So we'll just kind of go around uh, and we'll start with Kim. Kim, uh, let us know or let our audience members uh, know, um, of course, a little bit about you and what is your context in education? Um, great. So my name is Kim Murphy, and I
3: am an educational technology trainer by day. Um, and I um, have been everything from a school social worker to a school administrator. And this is by far my dream job. I love what I do every day. Um, I get to help teachers, um, you know, use technology in the best way to make the best experience for kiddos. Um, again, I'm, I'm here in Mansfield, Texas. Um, And um, I do a lot of work with our immersive technologies in our school. We do a lot of um, VR kits and things like that and um, all of our merge materials. So we have a lot of peripherals and we also have um, a lot of different types of devices. And um, so I work really hard to support those to make sure that both students and teachers feel really confident in using those.
1: Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Kim. And I know I've run into Kim at TCA, and, uh, you know, it was just always a pleasure when we got to meet in real life and just hang out. Uh, David, how about yourself? How are you doing this evening? Go ahead and introduce yourself hey. and, and tell us a little bit more
4: about you. Hey, glad to be here. David Lockett. I'm a STEM and computer science teacher. Uh, classroom teacher as well. Uh, I'm currently serving as an Einstein fellow in the NASA Office of STEM Engagement here at NASA headquarters in Washington, D.C. So lots of, uh, lots of amazing things going on. If you're keeping track, you know, we've got the Ingenuity, we've got the uh, Perseverance rover, some amazing things happening in the world of STEM. So, you know, stay involved and make sure you're uh, following the, the news as soon as it happens.
1: Excellent. Thank you, David. I appreciate you being here. And of course, we'll go ahead and go with Rochelle. Rochelle, how are you doing today?
2: I'm good. I was like, I don't think I can unmute. I'm good. So uh, <laughs> hello to everybody. I am Rochelle Dene post Spanish STEAM educator, um, owner of Cats from Pittsburgh. I just had to say that. I had to throw it out there before Jamie did. Just let the cat out of the bag a little bit, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know it's terrible. It's late here on the East Coast, so I guess uh, the humor is winding down. But anyway, I do a lot with ARVR. Thankfully, because I got to know Jamie and I learned from her, and part of this group here with the chats and just in conferences. So glad to be here tonight with all of you.
1: Excellent. And Michael, how are you today,
0: hey everyone? Yeah, I am well. Thanks for having me on, uh, Michael Dresick. I'm a district te- technology integrator. TOSA for uh, Lakeshore CSD outside of Buffalo, New York. Um, I dabble in all things uh, ed tech and supporting teachers with using it effectively in their classroom. Uh, it's my 17th year in education. Um, and if we're throwing pets out there, we are the proud owners of two new leopard geckos. Ooh. So the challenge mm-hmm. of having the four and seven-year-old name them, they've come up with Grace and Chomp. So there you go. <laughs>
1: Nice, Denise. <laughs> how are you doing today? Hey,
5: great! Thanks for having me this evening. My name is Denise Wright. I'm a STEM educator. I am from Myrtle Beach, uh, South Carolina. My experience uh, stems from online teaching to also classroom teaching. Um, I love ARVR. Um, I use it in remote teaching as well as face-to-face teaching. I'm completely remote this year, so I'm enjoying all the NASA stuff and all the um, space stuff because I'm doing Earth and space science this year, completely remote. Uh, I love robotics, coding, all of those, those great things. I'm a member of, of ISTE, and I'll be one of the co-chairs coming up this year for the STEM PLN, so I'm excited for that, and I'm excited for getting the conference Set up for June. So, for the STEM playground. So, we're really excited for that. And hopefully, I think we're going to have some ARVR in there. I
1: think so. Yeah. Excellent. Well, Denise, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate you being here. And of course, we've got Jamie Donnelly. (laughs) Jamie, go ahead and introduce yourself.
6: Yeah, I'm not sure people know you, but hey, we want to (laughs) make sure. (laughs) I'm Jamie Donnelly. I got in a fight with the face mask, and the face mask won. I'm so, I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm really embarrassed, apparently. Um, I don't know. I'm really excited to be here. And, you know, it's just, doing this alone, I mean, I've been on a couple different episodes where I see you friends here uh, talking in the background, and it's like, oh, could we just have them join? So when the Fonz and I were talking, and it was like, oh, it'd be great, you know, if they were just, it would be awesome if they joined in. And he's like, well, maybe we can just ask them if they want to join. So uh, thankfully, you guys have been able to make it and I'm really excited about this topic. I, I think that we all are connected in a lot of different ways beyond just ARVR. but really this is kind of where it started, right? This is where a lot of our connections first came and hey, Melissa. And I love Dr. Harvey's comment um, to Rochelle saying, does she own the cats or do the cats own her? I think that's, uh, that's, a, that's a great question. Awesome. I, I
1: think that should be Q one. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Question <laughs> number one. Oh wow, guys! Well, I am really excited and just really thankful again because, like Jamie said, th- this is where we all really made our connections. And I still remember to back to February 2018. You know, uh, just kind of making that connection and and being on Twitter, and then all of a sudden just got transported, like just dove di- dove deep into the world of ARVR and doing the chats and getting to meet many of you through those chats and it's all it's been a pleasure to connect you know through Twitter and now we're here live as a group and we get to actually chat and just really share ideas. And uh, thank you to everybody that's joining us. Also, we've got Bonnie Chalette, who was a guest. Dr. Harves, thank you so much. We've got Shannon Moore. We've got uh, Melissa Hayes. We've got Linda. I know Linda was here also. Uh-huh. And, and so thank you so much to everybody that is joining us. And of course, just uh, talking about all things ARVR. So So uh, let's just go ahead and, and get started with just with a couple of questions. And uh, as far as ARVR is concerned, now due to pandemic and going remote, I just want to ask you, uh, since many of you are education leaders and are in the classroom or learning, ah, you know, integration specialists, what are some ways that, because of you know the way that we changed our learning styles, what have been some opportunities, I should say, that you may have found in sharing ARVR not only with your teachers but also with the students as well. So um, if anybody would like to share, you know, go ahead. All right, Rochelle.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I need to pull out my props from like, when Melody and I, she always has props. But no, I will say one thing that goes back about, oh gosh, a little, well, close to a year ago, I guess Mm -hmm. at this point, was uh, with my STEAM course, it was difficult teaching about these things like, couldn't have them in class with the merge cubes and the headsets and all of those things. And so fortunately with Jamie sharing a lot of these like Mozilla hubs and frame and those different spaces, last year I had my STEAM students, like we weren't in school obviously. And I tried with them the first time like, ah, we're just gonna go to Mozilla and check this out. And I'm trying to explain to them what it was, even though I knew about 5% about how it worked and I'm frozen. And uh, they didn't need they didn't, At least there's not a cat by me right now. But I just look so sad. It'll come back. Let's see. I saw the camera. It could only happen to me. Now I got the beach ball. Anyway, oh, awesome. you could still hear me. So it's good. Um, it's anyway uh so i tried it with my students and i'm trying to tell them like this is what you do but they totally didn't need me and um now it's catching up and so then jamie was good enough to join into one of my classes and like teach them about it but i think she found out too that like we don't need to be the experts but we don't have to give them full instructions like they just take it and go in their own direction with it anyway i'm sorry that took me longer to say than
6: can I just say I just want to say her classroom was so one is Rochelle is the perfect example of where teachers can just let their kids shine like I I say this all the time you know she doesn't go in and say hey guys I know everything about this she's like hey guys I may not know a whole lot about this yet but you guys are going to help me um oh good question um so Mm -hmm. I will say that you know, she, in that particular instance, to see in the middle of the pandemic, I mean, it was like beginning of April, Rochelle, like it was right after 31 days last year, uh, Mozilla Hubs was one of the tools that I shared. And she was like, you know, I, I think I'll give this a shot. Her kids got on, literally built and spoke, like on the fly, jumped in, I mean, they were designing, I it was just amazing. I think that, you know, she had already paved the way, kind of the foundation of getting them ready. So when we met, it was more of just answering some basic questions, but um, I was just blown away because, you know, that is where our classrooms could have been all along. We all could have been doing this, this whole pandemic. We could have been, in, I mean, Melissa is in the background. She's done hubs. She just did this with her students. She said she went in. She brought her students in, they were playing a game of hide and seek, and she went back an hour later and they're still in there. Like an hour after class ended, these kids are still actively engaged, building and playing and and enjoying uh, learning. And I think that, again, it it just goes to show that we don't have to be restrained by the pandemic. We don't have to be restrained by remote learning. We have opportunities that we we did not have when we were in class. Like, this is, you know, let's look at it from the perspective of what opportunities do we have now that we never had before? And Rochelle, I think, just brought up a great point of what she did. And I hope that more teachers take it on.
0: Yeah, And, I'd and i would add too, like Rochelle's students are secondary level, right? And, mm-hmm. um, and Melissa's students are second grade. So mm-hmm. it, it seems that it's, there's no age restriction to this. I mean, you just have to be willing to jump in um, and, and, and put them in that space and see what yeah. happens.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I agree with you on that. I think oftentimes it's more the fear of the teacher in not knowing. But just as it, my thing with teachers, I always tell them like when I uh, introduce a new platform or just some kind of training is I always tell them just, just get clicky with it. Have fun. Enjoy. Will you make mistakes? Yes. Will it break? Probably not. But you'll maybe just have to restart something. But just getting clicky with it getting familiar and I agree with Rochelle and and Jamie that you know you don't have to be the expert and the students you know let them explore and that's something that is phenomenal um, David what has been some of your or your experience that that you have uh, seen through this time
4: you know looking at these different projects you know you always have to have that mindset let's fail forward you know you've got to try it you've got to try it the first time will it work the first time? yes, there's a good chance it will, but there might be times where it doesn't work, you know, that's where you call Jamie, you know, that's where you, you you know, (laughs) you tweet Rochelle or Michael or Denise, uh, hey, you know, hey, how can I do this? You know, you've got a a very supportive network around you, you know, you want to make sure that you have that opportunity to grow as, you know, as a professional, as an individual, and that way your students can say, hey, you know, this is something I really want to involve myself in, then they're building upon that each and every time, and, you know, and you are at the same time, you're interested, you know, you're, you're spending lots of time on it. You're integrating across the curriculum. It's, you know, it's not only fun, but you know, you're expanding that learning model. Yeah.
6: I, can I just say real quick, I'm sorry, I'm probably gonna add input because I just love these people. Um, I just want to say about David too. Um, another prime example, brought in Kai's clan into his classroom and really let his stu- students own it. Like that is difficult. I mean, that's coding. The students are dealing with robots. And I mean, they ended up, didn't you guys go and bring it? Like, you guys brought it to like competition, didn't you?
4: And we worked on it. And uh, Denise worked on it as well. You know, some amazing projects.
6: That's so awesome. well. I will say, in, in light of that, um, I, you know, every, what you said, David, was so spot on. It's the community, because everybody on here, as well as the people joining us and watching right now, they are, they're so giving. It's not like, hey, hey, let me what are you going to do for me before I support you? Like everybody's posting stuff that they're creating. Everybody's sharing out the stuff they're doing. And that's the best part is that you're not on the journey alone, because you got such an incredible community of people, really your PLN all together. And it's not just the AR, VR and EDU community. I see a lot of people doing immersive technology outside of that, doing some remarkable things. But it is great. I personally will say the AR, VR and EDU community just shines. You know, they just, they are rock. You guys are rock stars in my view. I just, I'm so thankful to be connected to you all. And and I know so many people can really benefit from connecting with you.
1: Yeah. And I agree with you. I mean, this is just, for me, it's just been something enlightening for these last couple of years where I get to follow, you know, now like Denise and getting Mm -hmm. to know David and seeing what they're doing. And, um, of course, Michael and Kim, you know, and, and Kim, one of the biggest things, takeaways is when we met at at uh, TCA too, is just when she told me about just finding the the little cheapy Android phones. And I'm like, why didn't I ever think about that, you know, and, and things like that, because the community is just so good. So let's go back to so a little bit more of sharing the experiences, because I really want our teach or the listeners, our educators that may be listening or may want to start getting into AR, VR, but are scared. Uh, You know, what just let's go with uh, Michael. Michael, what have been some of your experiences, uh, you know, with teachers and how to put them at ease to, you you know, this new tech?
0: Yeah, uh, no, Uh, I'd say that, you know, we've started or I say to start simple, something easy. You know, there's a lot of immersive tech AR, VR tools that are an easy lift. Um, You know, one of the things that we've done in the uh, science classroom, we're in a hybrid model right now, so we have the students coming in on either Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday, Friday. Uh, We're upping that, so it'll be more of that, like, hybrid, concurrent, high-flex model, but I'm just in a science class recently, we hung the virtualities around the room, and it was part of a science lab, and uh, we were able to, you know, the students, we're not going to have them wear the shirts, but you know we, we broke out the devices and you know they went through the uh, body systems with the virtuality something simple like that yeah there's costs involved to buying the t-shirt but um you know it was a fun experience for kids and uh, you know, uh that was one of the examples you know we've, we've used the merge explorer and we've had the merge cubes and i realized like sharing merge cubes and handling merge cubes during this time you know we we have the kids sanitize their hands beforehand we sanitize the cubes we try to take those precautions but um you know, we, we didn't want to just let that be an excuse not to use some of this tech. So I know it gets tricky with the headsets. We have not used the headsets, uh, but um, we've used the other tools and it's been great. Um, you know, that Merge Explorer, the, that, that pack in that lab is, has been pretty powerful. So um, I think of a, in an English class recently, the kids did a unit on tech in the uh, teenage brain and um, the students built in co-spaces and when we we put qr codes out in the hallway and spaced them out and they got to do that gallery walk and look at everybody's creations and then when the kids broke out their phones and and put them into the ar and we're putting them in the hallways of the schools and you hear them like you know the ooze and the ahs and um fi- you know to get them have that like that fun factor with what they're creating um it's a it's a memorable experience and uh, i don't know as if they get that in all of their classes but when you get into some of the ar vr i think some of those memories are made and it'll stick with some of the kids so um It's not the solution to everything, but it's definitely a powerful learning experience and there's no way we're letting that sit uh, untapped. So we had Jamie come out to our school and do workshops with our teachers pre-COVID and some of that still sticks and carries through today, which is awesome.
6: Well, and I'll, I'll share Nick a little Larry
0: story. About, rocks that shirt. We've got a, a little <laughs> mini, like the smallest size virtuality t-shirt that you can buy. We got it in a little box, and it fits my four-year-old perfectly right <laughs> now. I kind of want to send her into daycare with it and have the teachers scan her just to freak them out a little bit.
6: <laughs> I will. S- oh, am I frozen? Oh,
1: I, I think she's frozen. But uh, oh, Denise, am I frozen?
6: Yeah, I'm sorry.
1: Let me see. Is she frozen? Yeah, I think I still see her frozen. But Denise, I wanted to ask you about, you know, just to, with your experience. I know I recently saw a Twitter post that you put up where you're engaging your students, you know, using your iPad, using a you know platform. You think you're using Jigspace and, of course, the Reflector app and, and engaging students. Tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Um, when the pandemic hit
5: back in March, um, I went completely virtual And then here in our district, um, we gave our students the choice of being completely virtual or hybrid. And we had about 12,000 students who chose virtual and I had virtual experience. So from the past, I was a virtual teacher for seven years, went back to the classroom and then they're like, okay, you have virtual experience, we need you. And I was like, okay. So I went back to being virtual again. And I was like, how am I gonna engage the kids and be cutting edge and, and make it fun? And I remember seeing, people using their cell phone device or iPad devices and putting them on the, the screen in this environment. I wasn't even really sure how to do it, to be honest. I, I mean, I knew I had all these great VR apps on my phone that I could use. And I think I've seen Jamie a few times put her her cell phone device on the screen. And I was like, I don't know how she's doing that. So so I ended up adding Google Meet to my phone. And then I joined it through Google Meet. And then it I didn't shut the the um, microphone off and it was all staticky and the kids and it was all sh- 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 shrieky and the kids are like, don't use VR in our online sessions. We can't, you know, I was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So I'm like, there's gotta be a better way to do this. So I learned about the reflector app, which was, um, which was really nice. I reached out to them and they're like, here's a code. And I'm able to like Bluetooth my iPad device to this screen right here and being able to, and my students can see my iPad, and then I'm able to access the AR and VR apps in this environment. And I just got finished teaching about the human eye and how how light travels, because we're in the electromagnetic spectrum, we're teaching about, you know, earth and space science and getting the stars and things like that. And I used um, the jig space and the eye, and one of the students said to me right away, they're like, you know, I'm understanding, we can understand it better, by seeing that 3D model. I mean, that was impactful when, when a student said that to me. They're like, "It's you could you know, understand concepts a lot better when you're reflecting that screen to us and we can see it in virtual reality. So that was an exciting moment. And then Jamie showed us last week, the Mars, um, Mission to Mars VR app. And um, we're getting excited for ingenuity and the helicopter on Mars. And I was showing that today. And they've got just as excited as I did when I got the the Rover to move across the floor here and the carpeting, you know, and the kids are asking me right away, what app is that, what app is that? You know, so that kind of excitement and using it in a remote environment, I'm grateful that I was able to figure it out. I think it brings my lessons, um, you know, a lot more to a higher level. I think my students enjoy it. And I think they're learning a lot more and being able to reflect my iPad screen right on this screen and use the VR and AR. And I'm I'm excited that I was able to figure it out. And I think it'll definitely be a big part of my teaching practice in the classroom or in this environment that we're going to stay in. So yeah. So thanks.
1: Yeah. So that's a, a little something that I'm doing right here, also, like what you're doing, Denise, very similar to the way you would model in the class. And then of course you've got jig space here. And then you can go ahead and share, you know, with your students and have those memorable experiences again. So, I mean, it's just great to be able to see something like that and engage your students. And and I agree with what Michael was saying, too, is that that those memories that are created, that engagement, and, you know, sometimes with having something something tactile, something that they can hold, whether it's a cube or the paper cube or something, it, it really, you know, heightens the The senses and it creates that memorable experience because everything's connected from the touch, the sight, the hearing, all that kinesthetic movement, and it creates those memories. And I always say, you know, it's definitely better than just having a a paper, you know, like, you know, let's look at the frog. Oh, well, let me color the the frog and it's just on a flat handout. Well, let's not let's why not see the frog in 3D and be able to manipulate it. And just like we saw right now with the skeleton and so on. And I think that's something that is amazing. So thank you for sharing that experience. And I hope, you know, all our listeners and our our live audience right now, they're checking out your your Twitter handles and they're making sure that they follow you because they can definitely gain some wonderful resources and ideas for their classes. Now, Kim, uh, of course let my fellow Texan. There we go. Along with Jamie and everything. So
6: wait, Jamie. Yeah, you are from Texas, right, Jamie? (laughs) Well, I'm actually from California, but I'm going to come Texas. (laughs) Yeah, I I, I claim
1: you. I claim you for Texas, too, as well.
3: (laughs) I I just want to piggyback on what Michael and and what you had, had talked about. I kind of come from it. My students are generally always teachers. And so, you know how you say that a lot of folks come at it and they might be overwhelmed or they might be intimidated or they just might not have been exposed to immersive technologies. And so I always kind of come at it as well you know how many different professional developments that you go to that are all about how to engage students? What is the hook? What is this going to be? So I always come at it from the perspective of, you don't have to work for the wow here. That part's taken care of. So what you get to focus on is what you are the expert in, and that's the connection to the content. So I really try to make it where um, it's it's not the, the technology that's overwhelming. That's going to take care of itself. What you get to focus on is how you make that connection to the content and what you were saying earlier about the tactile or you know versus the coloring and all of that. So you get to take what's normally a worksheet or some static activity and turn it into an immersive experience. And making something an experience rather than something you have to do something that you're a part of, um, that you each kind of get your own perspective to, has just been, um, you know, like you again, you don't have to work for that connection, it's there, they're making those deeper connections because it's part of what they are doing whether it's intentional or unintentional. So um, I, I really like that. And and the other thing that has just been super exciting is to see the evolution of how these immersive technologies have said, oh, well, we've got all these different platforms. Let's throw an embed code in there so you can embed something into your learning management system. So you've got places like uh, Google Earth Engine where you've got these like 3D models that are you know doing different things and you hit that share button and there's an embed code that you can throw into your Canvas or your Schoology or whatever platform that you're using. So now when you've got those asynchronous kids at home, they're still able to have that interaction. So I think that's like super important to, to remember that you know it's, it's not about the flashy and the that, it's about the connection to the content. And there's so much out there that can make experiences instead of just activities.
1: Oh, I like that. Very well put, Kim. And I agree with that. When you have that experience, it really does engage the students and it heightens the that level of just retention and all that great stuff. So that's that's amazing. That's a wonderful answer. Um, another thing I, I wanted to ask, and now that I have you guys here and you're coming at it from different perspectives and so on, but what are how what are how what are ways I should say that? that you've overcome some obstacles as far as, oh, this is just a gimmick. This is like, this is just, you know, this is just here for a short time and so on. What, what do you tell those people? Like maybe they're your district. They may be district leaders. They may be, you know, teachers that say, man, nah, you know, this is just a gimmick. You know, there there really isn't any learning taking place. So what are some ways that you can answer, you know, for many educators that may be out there and in, in, in positions that want to introduce Uh, immersive technologies, what are some ways that we can go about that when that question is posed or that comment is posed? Anybody want to start? All right, Rochelle.
2: (laughs) I really didn't want to. I just want to raise my hand again. (laughs) No, I'm (laughs) kidding. Um, If I freeze again, I'm just going to keep smiling just in case because I realize that this is on YouTube. You're all frozen right now. (laughs) Maybe it's just me. But um, the one thing that's a, that's been a concern for just technology (laughs) in general for years. Right. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm moving on my screen, so I guess you can hear me, but, uh, that's always going to be the pushback. It's like, it's just a gimmick. So that's on us to show what the purpose is and and make it more than just a gimmick. So like if you take like Nearpod, okay, you have VR trips in there. Like Oh, this is nice. Move on to the next thing. But what can you do with that VR trip? Like Kim said, I was writing it down. Like you don't have to, you don't have to work for the wow. The wow is there. What do you do with it? It's not just an activity. It's an experience. So that's the first thing. The other thing is looking at in in the world. It's not just like we're trying to use this in education. I mean, all these, different industries, businesses are using, relying on AR, VR, MR, XR, all of these different realities now for these different experiences, not just for education, but for, you know, the medical field to simulate things, older adults, younger kids to help them to go through different experiences. And so when you see it, it happening in the entire world surrounding us, like it's on us to help to educate the students about these technologies, because the I don't think they're going away because they're increasing every single day. So Anyway, um, that's, that's why I raised my hand and I'm finished speaking now. (laughs) Kim, Kim raised her hand.
1: These are future of work skills. These are future. This is what we're seeing right now. I mean, it's not later along the line, it's going to be something that's going to be even more immersive. It's going to be even more, you know, in depth and so on. But I mean, to be able to put, this type of technology in the hands of students. And of course, I agree with uh, Dr. Harps was saying pedagogy before tech. you know, always, you know, and I know, I think Monica Burns always says that too. It's like, you know, uh, I forget apps or no, what is it? I forget what it was, but she always uh, says uh,
0: it. Tasks before apps. Yeah. Tasks
1: before apps. Yeah. You know, so that's one of the things there too. Uh, But uh, Rochelle, thank you so much for sharing that. Anybody else would like to add to that, maybe through your own personal experience, or you know how would you go about that
3: well i would say first of all i always try to get in with the content folks so i try to get in with the folks that are writing the curriculum so that i can slide you know a little bit of stuff in there so i think that's a great place to start is with your content folks but i also think it like in in this day and age if you can point out how much immersive technology can level the the playing field? Um, can uh, you know really give you a lot of equity? There's a lot of accessibility in some of these applications that can get um, you know learners of different modalities. Um, but I always sometimes just bring it down to the money. So when you're looking at like JigSpace or something like Frogopedia, where I can um, you know I'm not buying that frog, and if I cut into it the wrong way the first time, I've just lost all that money. I can cut into that frog over and over and over again and it doesn't cost me anything. Um, Now, is there some initial investment? Yeah, but you're investing in devices that do multiple things. So um, I, I think that's a little bit of it. And, you know, whether we like it or not, like a lot of times, especially in public school, it comes down to what is the price of it and what is the end goal? Like how many kids can this affect? And so the effect size of immersive technology can't be argued with and the equity of what immersive technology brings can't be argued with. So I like to come to it through it from that perspective sometimes too.
1: Nice. There you go. That's really great. How about you, David? What are, or let, let's go ahead and maybe just change it around here that way we can, but what has been, you know, some of your most memorable experiences you know, as far as, in introducing this tech with your students, what have been some of the highlights or the response or feedback from your students and maybe even share a little bit about maybe feedback or positive feedback from your, uh, administrators as well.
4: Uh, you know, that, that's, that's some good points, you know, uh, as a STEM and computer science teacher, and especially, you know, teaching across the curriculum, you know, a lot of times teachers say, you know, how can we introduce, you know, new concepts, new theories, you know, and new subjects with AR and VR. Well, it's possible. You know, you can introduce math, you can introduce history, you can introduce reading, you know, nothing is left out. Uh, A lot of times when we use some of the AR, VR apps and some of the uh, peripherals, a lot of times students, you know, they're able to manipulate, you know, they're able to, you know, change text sizes, you know, audio commentaries, you know, contrast. And a lot of times that's beneficial for our students learning. You know, you want to make sure that every activity that you work on with all of your students, that you're enabling them all, you know, you know, you're, you know, introducing things that are new, you don't want any students to be left out. And with AR and VR, we were able to do that. Uh, you know, we were able to explore, we were able to, uh, you know, measure angles, you know, we were able to look at two-dimensional pictures, you know, all within the, the confines, you know, of our lab and both virtually. So, you know, improving that learning process with AR and VR was, you know, it's always the you know, how can we do this and how can we do it effectively for all of our students? Nice.
1: How about you, Denise? How about some of your experiences now that, you know, maybe with your JigSpace uh, lesson that you were showing? You, I mean, give us a little bit of those responses. But now, uh, how have your students taken to the immersive technologies that you've been sharing with them?
5: Um, you know, a few of them commented today and they're like, AR, VR is getting better and better um they they made that comment when they saw the rover going across the floor um i have some that are highly into coding and Really, you know, write Python and are really, you know, into the other end of it. But when I was using the ARVR in the virtual setting, and they saw that rover moving, they're like, "Wow, it's getting, it's getting better and better." And uh, we're using it to train astronauts right now. We're using ARVR in, you know, job programs and training programs. So that's really important. Um, the first time I put on those Oculus Rift glasses, and I had actually had to do a task or pick something up with my hands. I mean, when we're causing that active learning, there's also some some learning going on in the brain. When we have that motion, instead um, of so just sitting all the time, I think that's it's going to make it a lot more connections there and make learning a lot more memorable. Um, so, you know, I see it just keep continuing to progress. You know, I wonder when these online courses are going to be in you know, you're to take an online class in Oculus Rift. I mean, it's you know, I got one just recently, um, and doing using that Oculus Rift and being able to, it's just, it just totally um, mesmerized me. Being able to, you know, just do so much things with my hands and being in this total environment, it's just amazing. So, yeah, um, I I think my students definitely need it. I think it's here. And um, I think it's something that's going to engage the students and you, and you need to bring it into the classroom. Um, I think it's important because, again, they'll they'll be seeing it in the work world for sure, more and more of it for sure.
1: And Michael, what, do you, what are you seeing or maybe what are your thoughts, you know, as, as an education leader and seeing where ARVR is going? Uh, where do you think that this is going to head into as far as our education landscape? You know, I know we're seeing slowly educators like yourselves and many others that are slowly introducing it. But where do you think that this is going to end up going? Just in yeah, your thoughts, yeah.
0: <laughs> I'd have a tough time predicting where this is going to go. I, I'm sure whatever it is that I'll be amazed at the development we're seeing how rapidly things are advancing. Um, you know, you're holding the merge tube in your hand and you're, you know, initially we're saying like, you know, how do we get people to think this isn't gimmicky? Um, you know, maybe that's knock that it sometimes gets or admin is doubtful. Why are we spending this money? Or, um, you know, it's just a fad. It's, it's just the next shiny thing. And, uh, you know, part of my thing is that, you know, when you look at the brain research and you look at the, the brain craves novelty. So if you use that as a hook and that's something that helps you, um, you know, I, I, I agree with everyone's comments about the pedagogy before the tech. Uh, yes, but, uh, you know, there is some novelty in immersive tech that I think can add some benefit. Um, uh, but yeah, the bow is already there, right? You don't have to create that. Um, but, you know, I, I've seen our students get inside. I know Denise just mentioned the Oculus Rift. I, I have seen our students get inside of the Tilt Brush and create tutorials for other students. You see like a whole new artistic side of students that come out through that medium that maybe that student wouldn't have um, in a different medium, you know, with just a pen and pencil or paper and pencil or canvas or oils or whatever. Um, you know, I, I see somebody mention uh, RIP Google Expeditions in the chat, but yes. But then you see things like Holigo create their journeys, and you see things like the Google Earth create the voyages, and like there's there's always uh, new developments, I guess, like pushing things forward. So um, yeah, you know, when one door closes, it seems like in the AR VR world that a couple more open. So yeah, I'm like super excited and interested to see where this goes, which is why I keep showing up to this chat every week. And normally I do my introduction, I say hello. And then I disappear because I go down the rabbit hole of playing and exploring. And, and, uh, and then I just, you know, I show up to say goodbye, but um, it's, it's just, yeah, it's, it's neat. Um, I love the community and yeah, I mean, who, who the heck knows where this is going? Maybe Jamie has more of an insight in that, but like the future <laughs> of work, immersive tech, like training, um, you know, do is, is it going to be used for teacher training? You know, probably not teaching is such a social, you know, person to person thing, but when you look at like how they're training people to go out and like, you know, build skyscrapers and do all of this like high risk type jobs or under whatever it is. um, It seems like it's a way to do it efficiently and effectively before sending people out into the, (laughs) into the real thing. So I don't know. I'm excited. And just for the entertainment value. I mean, I've been just entertaining myself with the Oculus quest and some of the other things. I mean, like then you look at the wellness factor and um, what it's doing for, just being able to escape and go and meditation, whatever it is, um, there's just so many applications, even beyond the classroom. So and then you look at, you know, is there opportunities there for students to start creating and developing this content? That's a whole nother line of um, ed tech creation that students may be able to explore. Um, you know, maybe that becomes its own class or course in a school or an elective or whatever. Uh, it's exciting. So yeah,
1: and and I like what you said there as far as creativity because right now I've been like pretty much like on a creative journey, just creating with all sorts of different platforms and apps, and I even did a you know a tutorial or just a video of me creating something with Tinkercad and Merge. But I think that's one of the things that I like about a lot of the immersive technology that we see is that the students can create their own experiences as well. So they're really just going full on engaging in the platform. They're engaging in the, cre- the creative aspect. And this really, it kind of resonated uh, or this resonates with me in previous episode when I was with uh, Tisha Poncio, and we were talking about creativity and how students maybe from, you know, third grade on up, a lot of the creativity might be lost due to, of course, standardized testing. And it's just testing, testing, testing. Let's focus on this, focus on this. That they lose that creative component and for me it's like it feels like i'm just rediscovering that after a long time of just you know going through that and now it's like wow this technology like you know there's been times where i'll create little earrings and i'll put them on my wife and i'll post it on twitter and little pendants and things of that sort and that's me as an adult playing with this but i love you know just the how i can create something and I think for students as well, I think that that component is amazing. And I hope that maybe that'll be a class someday where students learn how to create content, you know, through using these apps and and maybe even also Amplify. Uh, I used this in, in a show that I did where I created something with Adobe Aero and it was a way for me to express how I was feeling. And it was my little friend, Max, that was breakdancing. And I told, I told Chelsea, who was uh, interviewing me, I said, I can't dance like this but this is the way I felt when my wife cooked my favorite breakfast it was my favorite meal and a way for me to share that with the world obviously I wasn't going to dance because I can't I don't have those moves but I used this AR VR character to sh- do that for me and I thought that that was I got a kick out of it and I love it so
0: yeah yeah so. you don't have those moves yet
1: <laughs> yet, yet, <laughs> Jamie. All right. So, what do you think? Well, what do you think is next? Yeah, I mean, you're you already have two books out. I mean, you you've got the second one out, and I oh, I've been putting in the the link to your website. So, tell us a little bit about what you know, you know, and and where you see this headed.
6: <sighs> Get ready, guys, because the best is yet to come. I I mean, we are about to see the floodgates explode. Like this is not just open, like they are going to be bursting and they're going to fly open. And I think a lot of it comes back to the big tech companies actually putting into place what they've been preparing for the past few years, probably for the past five to 10 years, building this foundation, Um, watching, you know, basically watching the patents, watching um, the rumors, watching kind of the um, bought out companies, if you will, by these big tech companies. Um, when these glasses get released, when Apple releases their VR headset, this is mass usage. This is what, back in the day I used to talk about, like, oh, we we have this little, I mean, Kim was in my sessions, like, we, you remember me talking about, like, oh, this is this little sliver of people that know what AR, VR is, right? And then now it's like, look where we're at. But I will tell you, I mean, I was talking to Dr. Webb, he was a former professor who taught coding at University of Alaska. And actually I have a video and and quoted him in the first book because we had this great conversation in Florida. We met up at a higher ed tech conference. And as we were talking, I mean, the guy just knows so much about how the brain works when it comes to immersive technology and really knew like the data behind why this really matters. And so people were approaching him saying, hey, can you build stuff for us? He had to leave University of Alaska. He is now so bombarded with work that he can't hire enough people to actually help him finish projects. So he's declining them like crazy. You guys, I'm talking about like statewide initiatives. We're talking about major companies like large corporations asking for him to create immersive technology, not just for training, but for experiences and for um, tourism. And I mean, just everything under the sun. And Michael said, I don't know about teachers because it's so hands-on. Get ready, it's coming. Because guess what? Here we are in this era where we're all meeting right here, right now. We're all in education and this is exactly what we're doing because this is the way our students are gonna be connecting. This is their social of the future, if you will. So as we look at what's to come, I mean, I know, I know there is such a need for our students to be prepared for this, that they cannot, and it doesn't come from schooling. Let me just point that out there right there. He said, the people that are most qualified are not the people that have had the degree. He said it's before they ever accomplish a good degree. It's usually the people that get frustrated with the programs of the degree. They're not, they're missing the mark. I'm sorry, I'm just gonna call it out because it's not really preparing our students They're going through a textbook and they're having them complete stuff. We need to start looking at their future. We need to be realistic and we need to be current. And that is the problem our classrooms are facing. Um, not, hey, we don't have enough enrollment because kids don't find this degree program valuable we need to make it valuable and our classrooms need to make it valuable. And it's about time we get our kids actually prepared for what they're doing instead of going and paying a fortune and all of us having a bunch of debt for the rest of our lives without really taking those experiences other than we were successful, we persevered. So I just think that there's a lot to be said about that and um, the skill set. these kids are ready in high school and junior high school, they're ready to start building now.
1: Wow. And I agree with you. I think, like you said, it's going to be mass consumption. You know, mm-hmm. as soon as Apple comes out, it's like everybody's going to have that. And like you said, it's definitely going to change a lot of things. The education landscape, it's going to change everything. I mean, it, it's going to affect us tremendously and we definitely need to be ready for that. So again, I did pop in uh, Jamie's uh, webpage where you can go and always, always, uh, you know, find the the most up-to-date resources. She's got a book out, the new one called The Immersive Classroom. So make sure you check that out. (laughs) Oh, look at that Immersive Classroom.
6: I just got to show you what I haven't accomplished yet. I have all these books that's going to be sent out. Do you guys see those?
1: Oh, nice. I think
6: everybody in this chat, Rochelle um, opted not to give it, to get a book because she had hers. Although I'm sure I'm gonna ask her where she wants to send that book to a friend. Uh, Fonz, we gotta talk and I gotta get you one too. But um, everybody else in the group is actually getting one because they all participated in the book, which is just so awesome. Thank you guys so much.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, that is amazing. And so, guys, all of our audience members that you're watching right now, you know, please make sure you check out ARVR and EDU.com. Go ahead and check out Jamie's post. Uh, Please follow her on Twitter and please follow... All of these wonderful educators that I have had the honor and pleasure of knowing for a while through our community of our AR, VR and EDU chat. And Jamie, thank you so much for everything that you're doing. David, Rochelle, Kim, Denise, Michael. Now, you guys are only a few that make up this larger chat, but thank you so much for being here live with us, sharing your experiences and this was just amazing. I I really feel happy and honored because I get to talk to you and and chat with you guys. And this is great. And uh, of course, our audience members definitely reaped the rewards of this through all of your, you know, just wonderful insight and just letting teachers know, just, you know, fail forward, try it out, get clicky with it, and just let the magic happen. Because like Kim said, the wow factor is there. It's just really creating that experience. And I love that and so that's something that I'm going to definitely uh, take with me as far as part of this show. And for all of our audience members, Bonnie, Karina, Maggie, Linda, Dr. Harves, um, you know, Shannon, everybody that joined us, I really appreciate you guys being here. And to all of our listeners, thank you so much for making this show what it is because we do this for you. This is my passion project to help bring educators together that you can connect with and learn from just one show at a time. So I appreciate all of your support and you being with us on Wednesdays and Saturdays and to all of our members that are here today, anytime that you have something going on or you want to do a show solo or anything that you're doing, you guys, all my friends in the ARVR and EDU chat always have an open invite to come back and just chat it up on maybe some of your own, passion projects that you want to share, some of your experiences, you guys are always welcome here on My EdTech Life. So thank you, every single one of you, for joining this evening with us. All right, guys, Jamie,
6: any parting words? You guys are amazing. I just am so happy to see everybody. I missed this. We need to do this more often.
1: Yes, most definitely. David, again, thank you so much. I finally get the pleasure of meeting you, not in real life yet, but getting to hear your voice and getting uh, to, get to get hear some amazing shares from you. And I wish you the best because I, I see your feed and you're so involved with the STEM community and everything that you're doing. So I, I'm very honored that you are here on our show and uh, just continue doing what you're doing because we definitely need more of that. Rochelle, I can't speak enough of you because you're always everywhere. And if she's not here, she's on Clubhouse. If she's not here on Clubhouse, she's, you know, doing something else. Playing with cats. Yeah, playing with cats or or anything. She's doing anything that doesn't require iOS. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, Rochelle. I'm just kidding, Rochelle. But thank you so much. It's always an honor to have you. Michael, as well. Thank you. Uh, Fellow Google innovator as well. This is an honor to have you here. And Uh, meet with you and have you chat and share all your insight. Denise, again, you know, just meeting you probably within the last year, just through Twitter chats, but seeing all the great stuff that you're doing, please continue to be that amazing educator that continues to just drive this thing forward. Kim my fellow Texan, my friend, thank you so much for just being so amazing, so spunky, just sharing your insight, always having a smile and just continue doing what you're doing. I encourage you and I want to let you know that people notice, you know, what you're doing. So keep doing it. And of course, Jamie, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. From the very get go and giving me the opportunities <laughs> to moderate chats and just really be part of an amazing community and get to collaborate with you and you even just saying, hey, come over here and present with me and all this other stuff.
6: (laughs) I think I've done that to pray everybody in (laughs) here. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So I just really want to thank you for just being amazing and bringing this community together and just continue seeing it grow. So thank you, everybody. And to all our listeners, thank you so much. And until next time, stay techie, my friends.